Welcome, 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 one and all. I'm excited to be back with another new episode of the What the Niche podcast. And as always, I am your host, Andrew Morris. This week's episode is going to be something incredibly special because I'm using this episode to offer a preview of a new channel I am launching called What the Skit. Be sure to listen after the skits you're about to hear for a special discussion about this new channel and how these silly comedic sketches came to fruition. I'm not going to offer my normal introduction for this podcast because I want to get right into the comedy. So I hope you enjoy this delightful preview of my new channel, What the Skit. everybody all quiet on the set and action hey man thank you so much for finally having me over to your place can't wait to try this amazing food it's no problem man oh i see you bought burritos and nachos of good call you want a beer cut cut what what was that uh it was me acting the lines that you wanted me to say yeah the lines were not the problem uh in this scene remember the crux of the scene is the fact that you are a Mexican family, mm-hmm. and you invited your white friend over. He brings nachos and burritos for Thanksgiving. Mm, okay. So I'll that's the it. joke. Okay. Uh, okay. You get it? Yeah. Okay. So Mexican. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All quiet on the set and action. Bro, thank you so much for finally having me over. I can't wait to try some of this amazing food. <laughs> Welcome to my house. You want a beer? Or, oh, you brought nachos. That's very nice of you. Would you like to come in? Cut. What? 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 What was that? I was a Mexican in Transylvania. They travel there. I, I, they may. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm, but uh, we're we're looking for Mexican in this scene. Do do, do you understand? <sighs> okay. Oh. I will. I will channel my Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Perfect. Yeah, that's that's what we want. Okay. All right. All quiet on the set and action. Hey, buddy. Thanks for so much for having me over finally. I, I'm so excited to finally be here. Boy, I'll tell you what. Oh, man, you brought some burritos and nachos. Man, that goes great with beer. How about you come in? Cut. Ugh, dude, I'm fucking getting tired of this shit. Um, that's a Mexican? From Texas. From Texas. Yes. Okay, there there might be two Mexicans from Texas that talk like that. They all sound like that from Texas. I've been to Texas. No, you have not. I have. No. Yeah. mm Yep. Mm-mm. Sure. Just have. because they're from Texas doesn't mean they all sound like they're from Mexico. They're not all Enrique Iglesias. But that's that's kind of what we're looking for in the scene. That's what makes it funny. Okay, I will do it for the Oscar. Okay, perfect. Yes, whatever whatever you need to drive you, that's fine. Okay. Okay. All right, everybody, quiet on the set and action. Hey, buddy, thank you so much for finally having me over, brother. I cannot wait to try some of this awesome food. Oh, that Leon's. Oh, man, you brought some burritos and nachos, man. Those are good, man. You want a beer to go with that, man? Nah. That was it? No. Nah. Sounded too Canadian to me. What? Mm-hmm. I've never met... Well, there might be one Canadian that sounds yeah. like... Don't be racist. Yeah. But, you know, that's not what we're... Like... We too finally Canadian, got one. Too Canadian. It sounded like I had all my teeth in my mouth. Okay. Okay. 
All right. Maybe a little less than that. Okay. Let's okay. do it again. Let's do it and again. This will be the last time because I'm getting tired of your shit. Okay. Uh, if that's... you say a couple more time, I'm going to cut you. Okay. Then you're really going to feel what a Mexican is. Okay. That's fine. We'll have Patrick Stewart replace you. <laughs> Whatever. The Brits can do anything. All mm-hmm. right. Okay. All right, everybody quiet on the set and action. Hey, brother, thank you so much for finally having me over to your place. I can't wait to try some of this food. Welcome to my house. Step right in and have a refreshment. Cut. I'm fucking done. Call my agent. You're going to pay me for the time that you had me here, you fucking piece of shit. Fuck you. Fucking piece of shit. Hollywood. In a faraway rural land lived a simple man named Jeb, who liked simple things such as trucks, light beer, three-legged dogs, and large breasts. I never could have realized the impact one neighbor could have on another. It was on that fateful Sunday night that I would change Jeb's life forever. The door opened and Jeb invited me in. Thanks for having me into your lovely home. Of course, man. You want a Bud Light? <laughs> no, my good man. Only the finer things are meant for this palate. I brought a lovely cabernet. Man, I ain't never tried no high flute and crap like that. But I tell you what, since it's the day of the Lord, and I'll humor you, I'll try a little. Jim realized in that moment a lifetime of indiscretions had led his taste buds astray. Once the joys of the fruity palate danced through his mouth, he knew his life would never be the same. He immediately felt warm and fuzzy, as if there were a sale at Bass Pro Shop. Monday. The thoughts of the previous evening had loomed in Jib's brain and a growing desire for the nectar of the gods began to consume him. How had he not known about this thing called wine? Jeb peers into the icebox, looking for a mid-hour snack, and to what should his wandering eyes appear but the radiant beauty of that square-shaped container of liquid joy, which is why kept only for special occasions. He grabs the box of fermented grape drink and runs to the shed. Feeling somewhat afraid of these new emotions that were swelling up inside of him, Jeb began to question his masculinity. Immediately, he grabbed a handful of sawdust and threw it in his face. This was an infantile attempt to reclaim his manhood. Still feeling weakened from the blissful beverage, he dashed down the driveway, jumping into his Ford pickup truck. Turning the key, the sounds of Ted Nugent filled the air as Jeb began to rev the engine of the old truck. He began to feel like himself again, but the echoes of Napa Valley danced not far from memory.
Tuesday. Jeb finds himself completely enthralled by the idea of the delicious nectars to which had previously delighted his lips. Upon coming home that evening, Jeb's wife, Deb, asks if he wants to get frisky. Jeb says most definitely, but offers his wife the opportunity to enjoy a beverage first. Hey, you want some white zip? Some Fidali or zippity doo or some, some bite? I don't know. You want a Bud Light? What? Have you lost your ever-loving mind, Jeb? You know we only drink Bud Light Monday through Friday. Wine is only for the kid's birthday. You're always telling me we need to try new stuff in the bedroom. I was talking about butt stuff, you silly goober. I wasn't talking about no damn wine on a Tuesday night. What? We done did that, honey buns. I ain't talking about mines. I'm talking to your behinds. As Jeb was being penetrated, he realized that Zinfandel had opened up his mind to a whole new world. And tonight, a completely new warm and fuzzy feeling had overwhelmed him. Wednesday. Jeb went about his daily chores, cutting the lawn while listening to his favorite country song. The lyrics, rain makes corn, corn makes whiskey, whiskey makes my girlfriend frisky, resonated through his mind. He pondered to himself, can there be more to this life than just trucks, dogs, beer, and fishing? It was at this moment Jeb completed cutting the last blades of grass, and he removed his headphones. From a distance, he could hear the blissful sounds which were beyond anything he had ever heard before. The building of the stringed instruments mixing with horns, percussion, and the other parts of a symphony. He quickly made his way to the entrance of his neighbor's garage. What in tarnation is that you listening to? Why, that is Beethoven. It's his ninth symphony. Man, that's about the prettiest thing. I've ever done heard. You're more than welcome to borrow it. Well, I'll be happier than the doll licking his nuts. Thursday. Jeb drives to the nearby botanical garden. He paces through the maze of beautiful flowers. As he walks through the roses, tulips, daisies, and many other aesthetically pleasing sights, the sounds of Beethoven's moonlight sonata ring through his head. It is in that moment he notices a butterfly entering his peripheral. And as the vibrant colors gleam in the sunlight, he realizes there are more colors in the world than just camouflage. In a broken British accent, Jib shouts, By golly, I've never witnessed something so marvelous in all my days. Friday. Jeb stands in front of the mirror, modeling his new tweed jacket with leather elbow pads, and atop of his head rests a flat cap. Jeb mutters to himself, Harry Potter! Harry Potter! Harry Potter! Harry Potter! Harry Potter! Over and over in the mirror. It was then that Jeb's wife walks in on him, what in the good googly hair are you doing? Oh, nothing, my dear. I'm just merely exploring my inner Jepseth. Saturday. 
A shriek rang through the house, and Gypsith comes running into the kitchen. What is wrong, my darling? Something here smells like my britches after three days. Oh, my darling, that's just the monster cheese. Would you like to try some with a delightful merlot? Oh, my God. What in the blue ribbon family dollar piggly wiggly, no shoes, no shoot, no service, Paul Mall smoking, Mountain Dew drinking, dip spitting shit is going on in here. I'm calling a preacher to get in here for an exorcism. My hubby's done begun to switch themes. He's a regular ballet watching, piano listening hippie. Sunday. The preacher Earl arrives at the Jibseth household. I heard you men getting real fancy around here lately, Jib. Well, if I fancy you mean learning to appreciate the finer things, dear sir, then yes. And you may now refer to me as Jibseth. Deb groans at hearing Jibsis stating this to the preacher and finds an excuse to leave the room by asking, Would y'all like some refreshments? Both men answered, Sure. Sure. Once Deb left the room, the preacher noticed the fancy cheese tray sitting on the table. He leans in close to Jibsis and quietly says in a British accent, You don't know how long I've waited to tell someone this, but... I love a perfectly paired wine and cheese tray. My God, what you have here looks divine. Like Like they they say in the good good old country, country, God save the queen. On this day, Jebseth realized life is truly short and that no one should be deprived of the many splendid pleasantries to which are available to all of mankind. He realized he would never again scoff at someone who asked him if he would like a scone or hold back tears while watching Downton Abbey. Jebseth came to realize this was the man he was always meant to be, and he separated from Deb and opened his very own winery. He called it the Over Yonder House Chateau with the proud motto of Sip It, Don't Spit It. What in the hell is happening to me? Why am I voice changing like this? I gotta get out of here. ladies and gentlemen you just heard the first uh what will be the first episode of the what the skit uh which is a new show that uh my buddy here who is basically uh he's like the house band for what the niche at this point (laughs) eric chavez um yeah me and him have been talking about this for a while uh we had done skits on youtube for a long time uh he was doing them by himself and then kind of like I don't know how you invited me into the fold at some point. I think it was a uh, was a Garage Slayer was the first thing we did. Yeah, uh, it was it was Garage Slayer, and then I think it was Christmas Massacre. Then uh, when we lived together, that's when all this stupid shit happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was married for all of uh, thirteen minutes, and then uh, Eric moved in to live with me and my wife. <laughs> well, so. it's because my dad's house, my dad's house got flooded, and I needed a place to stay. Yeah. Um, it was the second time his house got flooded and I moved in, I think. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, so uh, out of tragedy came uh, a bunch of fun videos. And then uh, we brought my 
wife into a couple of them. Um, who's a, a an actress in training, um, trying to still get her not to look at the camera. Plug <laughs> <laughs> with that. Yeah, but uh, so long story short, me and him have been doing skits for a while, and uh, you know, once I'd started the what the niche, I had the idea to do uh, some side offs of that, some uh, jump offs from that to create a network. And I talked to him about that. And he's like, yeah, man, I like that idea. And uh, so me and him finally uh, <laughs> put the talk aside and did a couple skits. Uh, really excited to kind of get those under our belt so we can get the ball rolling. And uh, hopefully if there's anybody listening to this that is, uh, you know, feels like that they would be good at this, I would love the idea of uh, future guest spots and so on and so forth. <clears throat> I've already talked to a couple people that uh, I think we're going to be bringing into the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we can talk about the skits themselves and uh, how they kind of came about. So let's talk about the Mexican one. <laughs> so that comes out of a real life situation. Um, first time Eric had me over, he is Mexican, legit. His family's from Mexico. Uh, of course, you were born in California and LA, right? Yep. Um, so. <clears throat> but you're a second, first generation American for your family because you're Simon. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he has me over for food at his parents' house, authentic Mexican cuisine. Absolutely spectacular. His mom's one of the best cooks on the planet. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm eating my food and I'm making a taco out of everything. And uh, <laughs> his family is just roasting me. Uh, as a gringo, I guess they're like, oh, look at this guy. Uh, they shared a word. I mean, I'll just say it. Uh, masput, masputo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> basically means gay. So they're, they're just calling me this the whole time. And I'm like, okay, you're going to have to tell me what that means. And finally, they're like, yeah, it means you're gay. I was like, I'm gay for, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm gay for how I eat my taco. Who knew? But, um, so that experience led to him talking about what if uh, what if I had a white friend over uh, for Thanksgiving? We just rag on him, and the fact that he doesn't understand that we do Thanksgiving basically the same, you know, with a few exceptions. Yeah, because uh, well, I ain't gonna name any names, but somebody did that once, and I was just kind of like, <clears throat> yeah, you didn't. I mean, not for Thanksgiving; it was just for a normal get together, and I was like, you didn't have to do that. And I just felt bad because I was just I like that person tried. And yeah. I was just like, nah, dude, just leave it up to us. You just show up with your drinks and eat. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. And yeah. I don't even try at this point. It's, it, oh, my God, the food is so good. You're dead. <laughs> yeah, uh, chicharrones. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's like I need somebody, like I invite somebody over. Oh, what do I need to bring? Nothing. Because yeah. we literally have everything already there. And it's just one of them things that you just come over to eat. And then you go home. Yeah. Oh, you got to make the school. Can you make macaroni and cheese for us or some (laughs) potato salad? Hey, don't be hating on us white people. That's just how we do it. It's less work for us. Broccoli casserole. (laughs) I don't know what white person sounds like that, but (laughs) they've been chewing on helium. They're like, (laughs) But that's uh, that, yeah, that was the whole point of this. Good. No, that's what that's where it, it uh, branched off from. Yeah, it branched off like, from that. And then um, Eric, I always tell him he's one of the funnier people that I know. Probably one of the funniest <laughs> with his videos and so on and so forth. 
And I, I don't know that I ever realized that you couldn't do accents until real recently. <laughs> and uh, I have no idea why. <laughs> you just can't do it. Like you can do silly voices and all kinds of other different stuff. But like one day I was like, hey, and he's like, he did, did it. And he's like, Vato. and I was like, <laughs> nah, what dude, are you nah, doing? I wasn't. I was, was like, you can't. I just never, I don't know. I think, I mean, most there's just some people can't do accents and I'm, I guess I'm one of them. Yeah. Like, but like I was, when I was doing that skit or the other one we did, like I was like, I'll be like, Hey, can you do it? So I can just mock you. Cause if I can mock you, I can do it. Yeah. But I can't, I can't just like bust out a fucking British accent or a, you know, whatever other, other accent. Um. So yeah, I mean, I just can't do accents that well. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> that stormed the brainchild and created the brainchild of uh, let's do a scene where we're trying to do the scene and you're an actor that just can't get it. And yeah. uh, it turned out, we just took the idea and ran with it and it was a lot of fun. And the second one, I don't honestly remember how he even came to that idea. I have no idea. We, I think we got on the Zoom call to talk about it, talk about the first skit. And then you, I was drinking wine and you started making fun of me about it. <laughs> that's what it was, yeah. And uh, that's how the idea came about. A um, <clears throat> person who's never had wine in their life has a glass of wine and their life gets transformed forever. Yeah, because he was he'd been pretty uh, posh about it. He was swirling it. He's like, look at the legs. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> As the legs come off the glass. I was like, yeah. what? I was like, go yeah. back to drinking Coors or whatever. I, I haven't had a Coors like in fucking years, dude. <laughs> Modelo, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how that came about. You're making fun of me for drinking wine. And then we were like, uh, you were like talking about, I think it was like like a redneck or whatever who's like always had nothing but Bud Light their life, in their whole life. And uh, this redneck tries wine and then, you know, they transform into a British person. Yeah, which no, I don't. We don't know why we thought that drinking wine will make you more British. Yeah, because it's not necessarily like the British aren't necessarily known for their wine. They're brutish. <laughs> the brutish. Uh, it's more of a French thing, but uh, I guess maybe it's out of uh, the fact that I don't really do a good French accent. No, I think it's because we all think of wine as a you know a sophisticated drink, and most <clears throat> yeah. You know, British people have always been seen as sophisticated people because of all the movies and uh, yeah. you know TV shows. We're all they're all like you know, you know, nose up in the air bullshit. Um, I, so. I still to this day don't know why they do Roman <laughs> movies. Uh, they'll do the Greeks and Romans. They're always British. I don't know, but when I was watching, um, I don't know if I told you this or not, but uh, I was I was recently watching Amadeus for like the ten thousandth time in my life. And I noticed that none of the accents are accurate. Like even Amadeus's accent, he's German, right? Mm. He sounds like a fucking American, American person. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is, it started bugging me because it was one of the best. It's my favorite movie of all time. Then like, um, I think the only one that even sounded close to the accent was uh, Saliati. Uh, I think that's how you say his name. The uh, Italian composer, I think. I think he was Italian. That was his rival, whatever. But yeah, I just I can't do accents for the shit. <laughs> well, 
hopefully it uh, becomes comedic gold for people and people enjoy this. Um, we just thought we would uh, share a little bit about, you know, how this came to be and what's coming up. Um, so do be on the lookout. I will be launching uh, the new um channel the new show uh, branching off of what the niche uh, that will become what the skit uh, I'm working going to be working on logos and we're thinking about intro music for that but as now uh, for, as for now this will be a, a bonus episode of uh, what the niche and then it will become part of that uh, its own channel soon okay. so do be on the lookout for that with me and Eric probably on most of them yeah well uh, yeah, we'll definitely want, want other people in just to get different different voices and, and different styles of comedy. But um, the skits will have to be talked about and written out. And I, I don't know if I want to say rehearsed because I feel like if they're rehearsed, they're not as natural. You yeah, know what I mean? There, there is an element to that. I mean, we did do multiple takes on some of the things uh, that we just did, probably more so than we've ever done before. But the thing, uh, is, the, the good thing about it was is that we did that for uh we did two three takes on the first one and then two takes on the other one but after like the third uh the the second take it's like okay i already know the outline then i started brewing stupid shit in my head it'd be like okay i already know what's coming up so i was like i this will be better than that last thing so that's that's the good thing about kind of doing it dry yeah and, you know then it kind of transition transitions into what it is um so yeah i don't I don't. I wouldn't like rehearsing it. I would have been like, "Hey guys, let's get together on Thursday at eight PM so we can go over the skit so we can record it on Saturday." <laughs> I don't I mean, know. There's benefits to that. I mean, if we were going to perform the skits, like yeah, but see, of- you and I have done skits for such a long time that we we don't we just come up with the idea and then we just go off from it. And there's never once like a a, a uh, a, a, any kind of silence because we we're just kind of like oh he said that well I'm gonna say this yeah you know what I mean it's like midway through your sentence like I can already figure out what you're gonna say and I'm like oh I already know what to say yeah yeah that's true with other people I can understand kind of like going over it a few times or whatever but to me it's like I react better when it's not well rehearsed yeah there there is certainly that element that you know improvisation brings to uh, things and honestly the uh, the over yonder uh, house chateau uh, uh, is the first thing we've ever scripted. It's the first thing we ever yeah. actually wrote down an actual script for. Um, yep. So that was fun. It was, it was different. Um, I mean, I felt like it, it helped in, in a way and we still kind of ad libbed some of the stuff uh, and added to it. So not everything on the page had to be exact. Um, but yeah, so, Hopefully people are like this and they'll want to get involved uh, because yeah, like you said, we will want new voices for sure. Um, so now that you've heard what we can do, uh, I think people will begin to take the idea a little bit more seriously. Cause I've been pitching it around for a while and they're like, yeah, dude, I'd love to do that. And I think now that we have it out, it'll really get the ball rolling. Yeah. We want funny people only. Yeah. Uh, if you're an introvert, well, you could be introverted because we'll just get you on a Zoom call to be fine, but you got to be able to be funny and deliver yeah. a line. So don't be like, yeah, I don't, I don't really like talking. Uh, I think it'd be great for this. Uh, well, that, that interview went poorly. Leasing <laughs> <laughs> in your headshots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if your hair is combed in it, you're out. 
<laughs> I haven't combed my hair in fucking, I don't even know how long. I get right. haircuts, so I don't even fix it. I just wear a hat. Yeah, you get your haircut like every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a joke there. I'll have a joke there, but I'm going to leave it. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Fill in the blanks. You can read between the lines. All right, guys and gals. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, the first two episodes, uh, the first two skits there, rather, for this first episode, uh, which will later be its own thing. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you so much uh, for giving it a listen. And please, please share it. Orale.